you've come to the right place if you're looking to create, launch, and scale a high-value online training program. I'm your guide, Chris Badgett. I'm the co-founder of Lifter LMS, the most powerful learning management system for WordPress. Stay to the end. I've got something special for you. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to another episode of LMS Cast. I'm joined by a special return guest, one of my favorite Lifter LMS users. Her name is Melissa Love. She's been around Lifter LMS since almost the beginning, if not the beginning. Uh, she was, I think she created the very first child theme for Divi. She's a course creator. She's a coach. She's an expert in membership. She's a designer. She's a theme builder. She does it all. Welcome back on the show, Melissa. Oh, thank you. I feel tired just listening to that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a lot. You have a lot. You have a very special set of skills. You, you do a lot of things around WordPress and design and online business. I wanted to bring you on to talk about one of your recent projects, Cole's Classroom. Yeah. It caught my attention when you said there was 500,000 plus users on here. Um, you also, you came from the photography niche. So this is a photography education site. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about the story of that website and what you did for the client? Yeah, so Cole is a is a friend of mine um, going way back. We probably met eight or nine years ago. Um, and he was one of the first people who taught me something about marketing. I was just about to launch my first course. I didn't know what I was going to build it with. I had I had like two people on my mailing list. One of was one of those was me with a test address, the other one was my mum. Like it was terrible. And I went to this marketing conference and I felt, you know, you know how they say you should never be the um, smallest person in the room. I literally couldn't understand what anyone was talking about. They're talking about yeah, lead magnets and funnels. I was like, oh, what am I going to do? And, all, and everyone was mentioning all this different software. I use this for my courses and I use that and I use this for my funnels. And I was just like, this is just impossible. And he gave me, he was well into his membership journey and he already owned Cole's Classroom. It was really successful. And I was pretty intimidated at the time. And he said, look, you can, you've got this, you can do this just you know, firstly, don't go away and build this massive course without testing the minimum viable product. In fact, you should start selling it before you build it. At the time, I was like, oh, I've already built and designed this massive course in my head, but yet I haven't done any research. So he was the one who said to me, you must go and survey your audience and see if they want this thing. You can't just don't build a massive course without checking if people actually are going to buy it. So I remember getting some really good advice and I thought one day maybe I will be able to have my own course like Cole does. Um, so he he has been on a journey with that. He, he sold his uh, business to somebody, another company in the photography industry, and recently he had, he had the option to buy it back. Um, and he just found he'd really missed coaching all those photographers. So uh, yeah, so we kind of hooked up, and I agreed to. You know, we love building membership sites. It's one of our one of our strong strong points as an agency. So um, yeah, and we'd never worked together in that that capacity with me as the designer and him. Um, as a client so we had you know he's been a dream to work with we had a great uh, we had a great time together and he was really open to us kind of introducing features that we know worked really well within the course experience and we we used a few nifty little things as well for conditional content depending on what kind of journey people are taking through the site so you know it's great working with someone because I'm a marketer too is he approached the whole project with his marketing head on so he wanted to know if he could split test pages you know, how are we going to manage upsells and downsells and trials? And how could we show conditional content depending on what um, what part of the blog they were in? Like, you know, that they should get a different offer if they're reading this article versus that article. So 
Um, it was it had lots and lots of challenging things, which I really enjoyed. But also, we just knew he would like the tools we were using. We knew he'd like he was he already had part of the tech stack in place. He was using Active Campaign. He'd heard of WP Fusion. He was open to moving away from a competitor to Lyft or LMS. So once we'd agreed that he he was open to using the tech stack that we love to work with, it was great. What was um what's some of the challenges of a migration? like that and how do you deal with them if they're you know you're upgrading the site yeah what what challenges did you face well it's interesting isn't it i was so lucky that actually all of their transactions take place in stripe and then they are passed through to active campaign via zapier and given and the access is given via tags um and in this by wp fusion so for, for us actually it was not as complex as it could have been it meant we could duplicate the site to staging. Um, I was terrified of affecting their SEO in any way whatsoever because they get huge traffic from their blog. So that was good. We could just, we then just stripped it out. I mean, he hadn't, man- he hadn't had control of that site for several years. So there was like a gazillion plugins that weren't being used and lots of old code lying around in various different kind of child themes. So it was a real case of stripping it back to lean and kind of lean and mean so we knew it was going to be fast and you know we chose cadence accordingly we wanted he wanted a really fast site and um so yeah so it was a kind of one of those things like a do no harm type situation let's be super careful but also let's get rid of you know cut this back to the bone and make sure everything that's in there should be there and deserves a place there so we were and we also had the, the added challenge of probably just when he first came back a year ago, he'd had some custom coding done that we needed to preserve. So, yeah, it was a, so the first first issue of the day was a massive untangling and, and cleanup operation before we then brought in what we wanted to bring in, like the lifter and all that kind of stuff. Any other advice for somebody doing a migration like that, like lessons learned or things to think about or ways to make the actual go live day easier? Yes, I think what we didn't do was, uh, he won't mind me telling you this, when we went live, I decided to rely on syncing um, all the user roles and all the, the tags back it from Active Campaign into the WordPress installation via WP Fusion. Um, and what that did was make the site fall over. So my big takeaway from this would be sync everything to the development site then strip out what you don't want, then just push it to live. So we, 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 yeah. And we, even if we, even as we ran that synchronization, we ran it asynchronously, we ran the webhook asynchronously. And sorry if that's a bit technical, if you listen to this and you think, what the hell's that? Basically means it doesn't overload your system. It just keeps running the script and it pushes it through at a time. So in theory, your site's not meant to fall over. And, but with half a million people, it, yes, it did. Um, even running it through the async. So, and, and then it took several, it, I could tell, I could see how slowly they were ticking in. I thought that's going to take, it's like it going down. I thought that's going to take like a week to sync up. So we just had to scrap it, put the old site live, back live again, take it back into staging, do the sync and start again. So, you know, you live and you learn with something like that. I just didn't foresee how, how memory heavy, how much memory that would use. So it kept kind of maxing out their server um even though i double check the capacity and you know it's one of those things you know it's one of those situations where everyone's going it's not us hosting company it's not us there's loads of memory i'm like well it's not us there's only this many active contacts and we got there in the end but you know uh, i think it's it's a real i mean i've built hundreds maybe a thousand websites and 
I'm always nervous about migration and literally nothing ever goes wrong. And I'm like, God, why did you worry about it? <laughs> Until it's for this reason, for one day you'll get the, the site, which, you know, isn't where it's not as smooth going live. But, you know, of course, no one would have known that from what they saw on the front end. Only, only we know the stresses of that kind of uh, size of project going live. Why did, why did you choose to switch it over to Lifter LMS? Um, I did, well, he, he, it was more of the client really wanted to get away from their previous, um, plugin and he just said, I hate it and I want it gone. So I didn't really dive into the whys and wherefores and he's, he's kind of like, well, what should we use? And I'm like, well, he had, he didn't know about Lifter LMS. He was kind of mentioning the name of a competitor. And I just said, no, actually, this is what I know really well. If you want, and I did, I said as well, it's, it's light, it's, easy to customize the way we want to with CSS. I know how to make it do what I want it to do. And I showed him my site, the back end of our membership, and he was like, I want that. And I was like, well, if you want that, I can do that. And that's what we can use Lifter, so. Nice. Can you tell us a little bit about the business model of a site like this? You said they got, have a lot of SEO. It's colesclassroom.com. They have a lot of SEO from just organic blog content, but like what, what kind of platform is it? Is it multi-instructor? What's what's the offer? What are people buying? Um, it's actually quite simple. That, although if, if you go to colesclassroom.com and you click on under photo training and free tutorials, that's effectively their blog. So it needed to be really easily searchable. Um, and they drive, you know, there's, there's hundreds and hundreds of articles on there which pull in the traffic. So in terms of inbound marketing, their blog is really important. They have, and if you if you go to that site as well, you'll see that at the top menu, there's um, something that says free resources. And if you look at that, it brings up a huge grid of all their different freebies. Um, and they run, I believe they run them through ClickFunnels, actually. I think they, they those go out to ClickFunnels signups. So there's like a page of a bunch of resources, but essentially it's like, there's like nine lead magnets here or something. There's a lot. Yeah. Um, and I think they, they just build, build up over time. And... You know, the other fun thing is if you were to go into that blog, that photo training free tutorials area, and you click on a um, you click on a blog post, you'll see in the left hand side um, recommended for you. And depending on what which category you're in, um, you'll be given a different recommendation. So if you're in lighting, you'll be given something relevant. If you're in photo editing, you'll be given um, a different a different um, free offer on the left hand side or an offer to start a free trial. So. We, we used a plugin for that called If So. I, don't know okay. I haven't heard of that one, If So. Yeah, it's like a conditional content. You, so you can say if they visited X, Y, and Z pages in the last kind of cookie session, show, sh sh take them to this page or show them this section or show them this offer. And if you work with any kind of, so it works on a kind of page level scale. It does work with Gutenberg. It works with the block builder. And it does work with all the major page builders. You can have this, show them this section if they've done, behaved like this, show them this section if they've behaved like that. Or if they're in this category of the blog, bring up this sidebar with these offers. So, um, yeah, and you can you can do that right on a really granular level. So those, those offers in the sidebar, they're actually just widgets in the customizer area. And each widget has got a different if so condition. That's very cool. And... Tell us about the um, the member courses. Is it like one membership and you get all the courses or is it a la carte or both or what? Um, it's one membership, but I do believe he does sell 
some of them individually but yeah we, I did set it we set it up as one membership and there's lots of different instructors in there but they're not set up as instructors it's just got their name their on content yeah. yeah what are the courses like are they uh um like 20 lessons or more like long webinar presentations or what or a mix they're a real mix actually there's some which are have just got one video and then others which are quite long like the a to z of wedding photography is a quite a big chunky course within it but then there's a single course on you know a certain type of photo editing i saw all different kinds of ones a question for you about the photography niche the photography niche is so massive and uh you know, sometimes when you get into tech or marketing or um, courses and stuff like that, the, or the world gets kind of small, but there's like these mega niches out there. I mean, I, I did like a, some affiliate marketing stuff for a photography education site a long time ago. And uh, I went to New York to visit them and I was like, oh my God, this is, this is huge. Like this photography niche. And you've been in it for a while. This is Cole's classroom has, uh, you know, been around for a while in the niche. Tell us like for the course creator or the web designer who's looking to niche or whatever, like tell us about this niche and, and working with a big niche like photography. Like how do you stand out? How do you focus and make an impact in a, in a niche like this? Well, do you know what? Um, even though some niches seem quite big, like photography, it's a pretty small world. Okay. So um, I can tell, you know, when I was really hard niched down in that I was going to all the same all the conferences a couple of times to the states every year and there were, there's two or three in the UK which I, I still speak at today go there as a speaker um so it's a bit like the world wordpress world you just keep bumping into the same people and everybody reads the same magazines and reads the same blogs and belongs to the same groups so that's the beauty of niching down like people are easy to find because they stick together they congregate you know and so as long as you're you know happy to network and leverage the places where you know you can find people it's you know it's it's relatively straightforward to start to get traction in a niche and i think um i was delivering some training yesterday on this very subject actually and i think um what people when they first try niche you have to have um, a lot of personalized things for that niche ready to go so you need to make sure that you have um, an offer that you know even just if you're sharing links if you're a web designer and you're trying to land photographers, which is what, you know, I technically am. Uh, if I just go around saying, here's a general article on this, it doesn't have the same powers. Like here's an article I wrote for photographers about how to do X, Y, and Z with their website. People are like, oh, that's just what I need. So sometimes when you're trying to get into a niche, I think people don't go deep enough and get specific enough. So you need those extra landing pages, those case studies, those tutorials, those tools, those kind of content upgrades, which solve a specific problem for that specific person. So I think if you try and bring your generic lead magnets and your generic ideas into a niche, it's never enough. You have to go much deeper, put the work in and make sure you've got the resources in a much more curated way so that people think that's exactly what I need. Not like, not, oh, I can adapt what she's saying to my, to me as a photographer. You have to kind of go that extra mile when you're first trying a niche to, to stand out and be noticed. I was, I know you've known Cole for a while from colesclassroom.com and his, uh, I was looking at the mission page and it's, it's helping photography enthusiasts and to prof become professional photographers earning a minimum of a thousand dollars a month. Um, so basically to help people kind of start businesses, whether it's wedding or boudoir photography or whatever, um, 
is there anything with the way you built the site or designed the site to like help um, uh, a learner who's try who has these goals and aspirations to become this type of entrepreneur, a photography entrepreneur? Uh, is there any way, how does that feed into the design of the site? Or, you know, if a client has a mission to get their learners this result, is there anything you way you approach the website to help with that? Um, well, it's not just specific to this site, but it's something that we do with all of our membership site builds is we're really big on creating an amazing custom dashboard experience. So when we talk about Lift LMS, we think of the dashboard that it, that is kind of set up as a short code inside a page, which kind of gives you a nice little dashboard. We take it and elevate it a step more than that. So we don't want, we want it to feel like an experience they're familiar with. So most people have at some point taken a course on Udemy or kind of one of those big. So we go out of our way to make sure that the, the member navigation is really slick. So it's, it's got little rows of icons. So you can easily flip between say the library and the course area and the member calendar or whatever other features you wanna share. We also personalize the experience. So we use WP Fusion and we use a short code to pull in their first name. So it'll say, hey, you're smashing it today, Chris. Um, so they're greeted with a different message. And you can also rotate those messages. You can kind of um, do a kind of, depending on what day it is or what page they're on, we change the message, but we always have their name. And um, we've done this nifty thing now where it displays their goals. Uh, in the dashboard where they can't really avoid them. So they can update their goals with a form at any point and the form is mapped through into active campaign and the goals that they've submitted then appear on their dashboard by using a short code, by pulling in that data back into the site so they can keep on top of their goals. And we also set up little automations for the client which reminds them of their goals every month and offers them a chance to opt out of being notified about their goals. Um, we, we, we embedded a widget so they can see what they last watched. I know in Coles, Custom dashboard, he's also got a member of the month, which is, and I think there's a prize associated with that. So that's very, um, that's motivating. But most importantly, all those tools he regularly talks about in the private Facebook group, like they didn't think, but I do it mine. We have member of the month, we announce it every month. So we talk about goals. We ask people to drop their goals in the th same thread in the private Facebook group that we invite them to fill out the form, which then magically appears on their dashboard. So. It's about creating experience that feels really kind of gently surrounding them and supporting them and not just relying on them remembering to log in and look at their courses. So we try and create an experience and not just, you know, a site. It should feel interactive and it should make them feel that there is something bigger going on than just the nuts and bolts of being inside the back end of a WordPress site. Pure gold right there. Could you walk me through the technology of that the form and the goals was that an active campaign form or a gravity form what was that and then how did you get the data back on the site okay so sorry i threw a lot of tech into that but um so our, our stack that we preferred stack that we use when we build these sites is um we love active campaign other crms are available of course um but that for us a tag we love active campaign because it's tag based and when you have tags um and we and the other kind of partner tool is WP Fusion, which is an awesome, awesome plugin. Um, we're run by an incredible team and it gives such a deep data integration. I'll just, just give you a couple of examples of what it can do. Any custom field or any user field from your CRM from ActiveCampaign, you can then pull through and display with a short code anywhere in WordPress using WP Fusion. So we can pull through the goals that they've submitted by with an active campaign form or gravity form or fluent form, it doesn't really matter. As long as your form can be mapped through into active campaign, your goal, and you can pull all that data through. 
you can set up things like if somebody completes a certain lesson, you can that can trigger an automation which sends them an offer. If you've got something to sell, which specific relates to the part of a course or lesson they've just completed. So, you know, that and I can also see what pages they've been visiting in my in my active campaign. It tracks what's the last thing they watched. Um, you can also gamify with it. So we have used um, I'm going to forget the name now. Gamipress mm -hmm. to um, to create these lovely badges and these levels that they can work through. And that's all sitting there in active campaign, which is anything sitting in your CRM. If you have that deep data integration with something like WP Fusion, you can display it on the front end. Um, of their dashboard and that's why it's really fun so they can really visually see their progress um, and so so as long as you can get it into active campaign you can get it back out again and display it on the front end just using a short code and that's really cool then you get to make these really immersive fun experiences for learners how do you as a designer design that experience is this start is this like a piece of paper or is like a or you just kind of have a vision in your mind i mean i know it's it's a lot of art it's a lot of science like how does that how does one craft a compelling learning experience well i've got to give a shout out actually to Callie and mike from the membership guys who i'm sure you know um if you're thinking of starting a membership you should join their membership <laughs> They are, they're the membership that teaches you how to run a membership. And I first met them at their retain conference um, probably a few months before I started my own membership. And it was being inside their dashboard where I thought, this is good. You know, they I, they had the, the icons across the top and you, it felt like you were flipping between tabs. And I really liked that. And I thought, how can I replicate that myself? But I also had some things which I wish I'd had to hand. Like I really wanted the member calendar. I really wanted the thing that I last watched so you could just easily pick up where you last moved and then it evolved. We didn't have the goals thing to start with, but once I worked out how to do it, um, we now have, we also have their badges that they've earned now on the dashboard so they can see how far they've got through the roadmap. So I think it was just things that I've appreciated as I've taken and bought an enormous number of courses, which I may or may not have finished or, or bought and never, never opened, but... <laughs> <laughs> We're all guilty of that. Um, I think they're just things over time where I thought, mm, that's cool. That'd be really useful. I wish I had this. Um, we get a we get a lot of questions actually about the that roadmap concept. Can you explain that and explain how you built it, the version that you use? I've got to be honest, mine isn't a true roadmap where things move along it. I built a um I built just a structure uh, in terms of graphic design with couple of borders that kind of look, it looks like a nice snaking roadmap. Effectively, I used, um, I used the timeline. It's, I think it, there's an extension for GamePress which generates a timeline based on the tracks of Lifter. It's something like that. And I divided my roadmap into four tracks. And then I made them look like they were connected just using borders and border radiuses to make it look like a nice winding track. And the bad, the game of press badges are displayed, and then the, the the mini courses are listed below. It's it, just imagine it as a winding roadmap, but it's a kind of a little bit of a fake one. Like there is someone who teaches how to build proper roadmaps with like animated little boats or cars or something. That's what I really want. So I've, I've kind of got like a a fakey, faked up version of it, and everyone loves it. They can see um, how to. They can even click through to the courses that are on the roadmap. But um, I've got to admit, I. I I'm, I'm, when, I, when I've got time to do this, I'm going to go and hire those guys and get them to build me a, a proper one. 
that's one of those things that sounds like simple, but it's not like to make it really good. It's, and even what you yeah. have, I'm sure is really good. It's, it's a lot of work. Um, what keeps you going, Melissa? Like you've been in WordPress and, uh, learning membership sites, online business for a long time. You've worked with a lot of clients, um, continue to improve in your own education. Um, yeah. What, as a seasoned, um, WordPress professional and education entrepreneur, like what, where does all, where does that spark come from? Gosh, that's a good, um, I think we've talked about this before on a previous episode. I think my spark comes from the people I'm, my, the audience I'm trying to serve. So my, my, in my kind of 30 second version of my journey is that I was building websites just for clients and I kind of got into the photography niche and, you know, I got busy and I, I had a very, I was very lucky. I got very lucky. I had a couple of connections with people who really recommended me. And so I'd always, always had a waiting list um, and I'd put my prices up and still there were people on my waiting list. And I realized that actually it got to a point where kind of people who were just starting their journey were saying, yeah, I'll pay you 5,000 pounds to build my site. And I was like, you know, you're just starting. You should, shouldn't not know. I can't take your money. This isn't right. Nobody should just spend five grand on the first website they ever had. So I decided to make themes and, you know, then people said, the themes are lovely, but I wish I knew how to use WordPress. I was like, oh, I need to do a course. And then, you know, people were like, hey, I've built my amazing site with your course and your themes, but I don't know how to do marketing. I was like, oh, I need to start a membership. So I think, you know, just listening to what people are asking for, really listening to what, what their pain points are, just always points me in the next direction, really. So that's the next step. And, you know, so I'm always thinking, I know what people are asking for. So I've normally got some little idea ticking away based on what's the next iteration of things that are going to help people. I was interviewing a woman named Pua a couple of days ago, and she was saying that she started out doing some training inside corporations and the people didn't want to, they didn't really want to be there. It was like training they had to do. And then when she started working with other entrepreneurs, who wanted to be there, like it's a totally different experience. It's not, I, I kind of picking a similar thread there. Like when you're helping and hanging out with other entrepreneurs, there's a lot of energy and buzz and goals and dreams happening. It's a fun place to be. Well, you know, you, you know, it is. And I've often, I'll pick your brains about things and asked you how, you know, people who you've, you're hanging out with and you've interviewed friends of mine and, you know, it becomes, you know, I, I find marketing endlessly fascinating you know, so, and I think it's that blend of doing something practical. I'm also a bit of a nerd. Like I like the techie side of WordPress. I'm not a developer in the sense that um, I can create plugins or, you know, write a ton of PHP or JavaScript from scratch, but I'm a pretty good code editor. I'm like a self-taught, you know, I'm, I can turn my hand to a lot of things, but I do like that kind of um, seeing how far I can push something. For me, it's like a really satisfying jigsaw puzzle to work out how to do something. So I think being in the WordPress world and training people in that and the coaching world, it kind of straddles the two and lets you help people in lots of different ways. And I find that really motivating. And I get to hang out with my marketing friends and we get my digital marketing friends and kind of nerd out about that stuff too, go to conferences together. And I love all that. <laughs> uh, marketing. I'm a, I'm a nerd like you. Uh, so, so much of it is timeless, but it does change and evolve over time. What, is there any kind of new trends or, um, things that you're seeing, particularly relevant to somebody running an agency who's trying to get clients or a course creator trying to get students? 
is there a new trend or anything that's maybe not working as well? Or what do you, what do you see out in the space? Um, do you know what well, I see a lot of people trying to skip the basics. Um, and for me, that is that sometimes like I was saying to, to some, to a group yesterday when we were, we were on a kind of conference call in my membership, when we were doing a coaching session. And I said, imagine there was no internet. How would you go and find your next five clients? And everyone said, well, I'd, probably go down into town and I'd go and knock on some doors and take a brochure. And I said, I, what do you think would happen if you did that tomorrow? And they said, I think I'd get some new clients. Genuinely, you know, that kind of old school shoe leather marketing approach um, works on so many levels. And I think sometimes I do think the internet's, you know, not a great thing because it makes us lazy. We're like, oh, I'll just uh, pop up a website, do some SEO, you know, pay for some ads. It's going to be easy, but actually the old ways um, and I, I know this because I, I talk to lots of other marketers who, are in, who run similar businesses. And I don't know about you, but I spend at least a day and a half, two days a week reaching out to people, being on podcasts, pitching things, looking for connections, asking for introductions, getting in front of other people's audiences. Those are just the new ways of doing the old fashioned stuff, which is borrowing other people's audiences, you know, trying to leverage the connections you have. And I th so if anything, I think it's worth just checking that you haven't missed some kind of old school tricks. And then that and also that you if you're doing things like you've got a lead magnet, you're growing your list, just, you know, really auditing that and making sure it's sharp, that it's to the point that it's, you know, just the basics, I guess, is what it's very easy to get your head turned with the, like, the latest shiny new app or this clever trick or, you know, obsess over split testing your email headlines when actually the difference is very normally very marginal um and meanwhile you could have been yeah and also it's a numbers game so i think um people get very discouraged they'll send out five emails and i'm like guys listen i send five thousand a year to people i don't know looking for you know that connection or asking people to introduce me to x y and z person or you know going to online summits or going to inline or you know speaking at conferences it's hard work so i i and I think you sometimes see gurus popping up and it seems like they've achieved this overnight and it's never the case. They've always done their time on the various circuits, speaking and promoting and becoming more and more visible. That's Melissa Love. We were talking about one of her projects called colesclassroom.com. You can go check that out. Melissa's at thedesignspace.co. Tell us, tell us what's there and what you're up to and, um, how people can connect with you yeah, and get, sure. get into your world. Of course. So if you um, if you head over to our site, you'll see we primarily sell um, WordPress themes for all the major page builders. And um, specifically, we do have three themes just for Lifter LMS because we love it so much. So if you're struggling with your building the membership site, you can install ours with one click and you'll have a, a working membership site straight out of the box. Um, and they're pretty as well. We like to think they're well designed. And then once you've built your site, you can join our membership, which is um, a marketing membership called The Marketing Fix, where we can show you how to use it once you've built it. And you can nerd out with us um, and all the other members about all things marketing. We have a lot of people who are, we have a lot of web designers, we have a lot of photographers. We have an opera singer. We have an accountant. We have, <laughs> we have somebody who dyes, makes hand, natural dyed ribbons. We've got... It's a very interesting membership. There's all sorts of fun, creative people there. Yeah, so that's what we do. We help people build their own site and then we help them learn to market using their site. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming back on the show, Melissa. And thanks for doing all you do. And it's great to be with you on the journey. Always a pleasure.
And that's a wrap for this episode of LMS Cast. Did you enjoy that episode? Tell your friends and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And I've got a gift for you over at lifterlms.com forward slash gift. Go to lifterlms.com forward slash gift. Keep learning, keep taking action, and I'll see you in the next episode.